0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Beers and Careers. As always, brought to you by the Davis Companies, www.daviscos.com. That's daviscos.com. Davis specializes in the placement of IT engineering and manufacturing talent, as well as as, um, some total talent management solutions as well. Check them out. Um, Today's guest, uh, Krista Van Ransk. Krista and I connected... um, actually through our town, Uh, and Krista is someone, uh, a pretty impressive individual in the learning and development uh, side of the business world, and has gone out on her own, um, and kind of shared her journey from, uh, you know, moving to Massachusetts, from not being uh, here originally, like from here originally, and how she kind of worked for a few corporations and decided to go out on her own, so um, please enjoy, we also, Krista and I are book nerds, so we reference a ton of books that we kind of enjoy and pull ideas from. Uh, check it out and love to hear what you think. Well, thanks for coming on.
1: Not a problem, happy Three, to be here.
0: Ms. Uh, Ms. Krista Van Yeah, did I get that right?
1: Uh, technically, yes, but yeah. aren't I a Misses? if Mrs. I'm married?
0: Yeah, but I, I said Ms. because I didn't know how you want to go, how you want to be uh, announced in this day fine. and Ms. Krista. <laughs> Krista. Yeah, just Krista, please. Yeah. Um, we've known each other for a little while couple years yeah so I think four, I think four or five years probably, yeah right? yeah 100 but I think before you lived in town um we used leash leader we, for dean
1: yeah we watched your dog before that's right we really that's right that's right. Other. That's too funny yeah
0: um so I it's weird because I feel like of all of the podcast guests I've had for the most part I don't know anyone rocking it so it's an interesting it's a little oh, okay. change of a dynamic here okay. um for like introduction purposes do you mind sharing with our listening audience kind of who you are and what you do today yeah cool
1: Uh, so Krista Van Ranst I uh, own and and run building people and the main kind of premise around that is working with small and medium sized businesses to help them grow their people internally through formal and informal learning programs
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, oftentimes those companies of that size don't have a the funds or the budget for a full-time learning and development person and they probably don't need one Um, but so being being able to offer kind of the experience level for someone to be able to have you know the experience of a full-time person but without the cost and without that need is is great for these small businesses one of the reasons I tried to kind of create this was seeing having worked for a small business I realized the the small company love that you get mm-hmm. when you work for a small company, and having never worked for a small company before, I didn't realize like how great that was. Right. And one of the setbacks that high, you know, top talent constantly wants to, they go to the bigger companies mm-hmm. because they have all the bells and whistles, and they mm-hmm. can ensure that they can provide learning and development programs and growth opportunities. So wanting to be able to help these small organizations show that they can do that too,
0: Achieve but some, also yeah.
1: feel like you're not just a number, you are able to be more right. a part of this culture and something and that you can like really help build, you know, for at a small company, mm-hmm. each individual has an opportunity to build something there. Like it's not yes. a full set in stone. These are our processes and this is how we do it. Um, So that was, that's kind of the premise around building people. What you do
0: every day. Yeah. And your, Davis is one of your clients. Yes. So full disclosure here, uh, (laughs) which has been great because I think that's um, exactly the situation we're in as a company that wants to offer our people all the bells and whistles, but at the same time, there's, it's a business, there's resource allocation drain. And also how do you keep someone in that job full time when there's only a hundred internal staff? Right. So. No, it's been uh, it's been cool. So before we get into your journey and how you got to where you are today, yeah, can we hammer some rapid fire questions out?
1: Rapid fire away.
0: Um, favorite cocktail or drink?
1: So I I drank enough in college probably to for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I don't really drink all that often anymore. Yes, as you may have seen. Yes, um, knowing me a little bit more. But if Good I am for you, going by to the way. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed college years, also yeah. I'll tell you that much. Um, but so I, I have a hard seltzer with me here now, yes. or, or I'll go with like a hard cider. That's kind of That's my, your jam now. Yeah.
0: I dig that, Yeah, I dig that.
1: One and done, usually. What
0: was the impetus between slowing down, being a mom?
1: Uh, no, I I <laughs> was hospitalized three times in college no for way. drinking too okay. much. Okay, so look I was at like, you, there's some stories yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that was enough. Okay. And then I also, I thankfully got Toby, my dog that I have yes. now, who yes. is 12. Uh, and had to be responsible for something. And, and that the, was that a huge help to, add, right you know, calming, calming, calming myself down a little mm. bit. <laughs> That's too funny.
0: That Well, thank you for sharing a cocktail with us today. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite curse word? Uh,
1: I would say that the only one that I tend to use often is fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a crowd favorite here.
1: Yeah. It really gets... <laughs> it hits the point. It's so know, crisp it's the and best. just really... It's the best. You get it.
0: It's uh, How about... Are you a quote person?
1: Favorite I am.
0: quote? Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Um, and so I, I brought one with me just because I always mess it up. Um, and it was a Maya Angelou quote. Oh. Um, can of guess it? Sure.
0: People will never remember what you said or what you did, but how you make them feel?
1: No. Damn. No. Damn. Um, I was it a good guess? I can't <laughs> even find it right now. But I. it's something along the lines of like, do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better.
0: Mm. I like that Yeah, I like that a lot Mm. because I think people try to do things too perfectly at the the onset of starting any new endeavor and it just impedes progress
1: right well and then I mean there's so many things that, like okay maybe you were trying really really hard before and then you found out a new process or like in the political world Mm -hmm. right now there's like lots of things that you could be doing better that like we didn't know about before so now we have that opportunity to do better
0: I um have I told you I'm a big fan of the book Atomic Habits? Yes. We talked about that we, clear. Did, Love Yeah. Him. This might be a difficult podcast for you, those at home because Krista and I are book nerds <laughs> to a degree. But he has a great newsletter that comes out yes. on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the three, most. Two, one. Yeah, the 321. And I think last week's. You know what? I get confused if it was the newsletter or I'm just listening or following him on Twitter. But it was basically like when you're starting something out, it's a marathon and perfection is a weight vest. Right, and it's like you should not be worried about. Per- you should you should try to be perfect when you learn, you, but don't implement strategy until you try and fail and try and fail. So I thought, kind of along the lines of the Michelangelo. Yeah, kind of made me think. That, of it. That's cool. That
1: kind of goes. Um, I used to work at TripAdvisor, yes. and the Steve Koffer is the CEO there, and his kind of thing is on speed wins and like, mm. don't worry. He doesn't want you to just like throw right. perfection to the wind. Right, but like don't focus so much on it that you get lost in. The analytics like so make sure true. that you can get something out it can be paralyzing yeah. it can be paralyzing yeah
0: no it's cool you're gonna have to guess that quote though before you leave um what about your first job
1: so technically my first job i i cleaned my mom's office at her office building oh cool um but then i also cleaned stalls horse stalls for a dollar a stall
0: no <laughs> way and now how old are you
1: I was probably fourteen. years
0: And you old weren't now. in Greater Boston doing
1: that. Now, no, no, yeah. no, no. This is upstate New York. New York. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, because that's
0: where <laughs> you're originally from. Yes. Okay. And then you went to U Albany. I did. Cool.
1: Yeah. And so my first official job after that was wedding planning. I planned. Oh. On, I, I worked for a wedding planner. Okay. And was you know that person that, that people hired. Yes. Externally outside of yes. you know the venue. What that was you the were impetus at.
0: between f- doing that, chasing that?
1: I was sure I wanted to be an, a wedding and event planner. And yeah. I did love it. There was a lot of kind of fun around that. The amount of money that people spend on <laughs> weddings is insane. Bonkers. Um, our,
0: our producer, Andrea, is shaking her head if she has three daughters. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Good luck,
1: best uh, of luck. Yeah. Uh, You're already behind. Yeah, oh
0: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> my God. <laughs> Uh, moving on. High,
1: high, five to, <laughs> high five to having boys. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: Although that, will, I'm sure, yeah. will change by the time they're older. Exactly. Um, well, we'll jump back to that. That's pretty interesting. I, the, I'd the i love to hear... Uh, see, I have a bunch of questions I love to ask people, but... Do you... What was the biggest surprise along the way thus far your career? We'll end with that one, then we can just dive into stuff.
1: Um, I would say almost from the outside. So... So I worked for a construction management firm when I moved, yes. I moved to Boston on a whim, mo- worked for a construction management firm. A pretty big one. Pretty big one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, left and went to TripAdvisor and was, was, happily, was happy at TripAdvisor and then got a phone call to, for a smaller construction management firm to mm-hmm. help them start their learning and development. And in making that decision, I was pregnant at the time so that mm, obviously okay. was a weird time to make a decision to move. Um, but I also talked with other kind of mentors, colleagues that I'd had uh, in the past, and they were all like leaving TripAdvisor and going to a small Massachusetts only company is career suicide, like mm. don't, what a bad decision. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was kind of more of a life decision of I'm gonna have this baby. I was traveling all over the world at TripAdvisor. I was gonna have to do that again when I went, came back from maternity. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that and leave this, you know, newborn home and my husband home, like to fend for themselves while really? I was traveling the world for 10 days, two weeks at yeah. a time. I just wasn't sure what that was going to look like. And so I was like, you know what? I'm willing to potentially create this career suicide Yeah. Um, because you know what? If, if it is what it is. But your
0: life was changing and the priority shifted. Correct. The career was now second.
1: Yeah, and it also offered me an opportunity to build something from scratch that I had yeah. never really had That's a chance cool. to do, and that was pretty exciting. And
0: how old are you about this time?
1: Uh, so I was 28.
0: Yeah, cool. That's like prime, I want to build my own thing. Yeah. Age. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like, like it's like, I've been doing the, this for five chance. years, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I should already be the guilty CEO. Guilty as charged. Right? <laughs> um, wait, real quick. Were you traveling to like Siberia for 10 days at a time or Tahiti or neither?
1: So I would go to, I've been to London, Paris. Cool. Uh, I was supposed to go to Singapore and Australia okay. for a trip Advisor and wow. I left And they're right like before. about 10 day trips each time? Well, it's just if you're going to go there, yeah, yeah. you're going to make... You know, Sick. two days just to get there. And so they're going to want to make you, it was often like world tours. Like you would be like, yeah. all right, we're going to go and we're going to do London and Paris and Oxford. And like mm. you're going to do like three or four offices at one time and you're going to make this big trip. So while well, it sounds glamorous, it's really. Yeah. It's a perfect as, job for
0: someone without kids.
1: It's a perfect yeah. job. For, I mean, a lot of the executives had kids and they would bang oh, yeah. out as many offices as possible in the shortest period of time and then they would get back. And so yeah. when you think of like, oh, this is so glamorous I'm traveling all around the world you're traveling to office buildings with air conditioning and you know not a lot of the best views so it's not like you really get to see a whole bunch okay
0: unless you take that extra I just had to ask that I didn't know if you were doing anything wild yeah um all right one more I lied because I love this question anything about your daily routine people would find weird
1: um I don't have an alarm clock I don't know don't know if that's weird or not
0: it's definitely cool
1: yeah but that's mostly because my kids wake up at like 5 30. oh we what have, about pre-children pre-children um still didn't really have an alarm clock good i if i have to be at a meeting far away by 7 a.m then yeah. i will have a, yeah. an alarm clock but more than likely i'm up
0: you're and, so you're a morning person by six
1: yeah if not okay
0: before. well just toby i'm sure memory. helped the dog
1: no the, not the, even no, as a puppy he, yeah no wow. he was good um this is just always, a habit yeah
0: cool yeah. i love that And then
1: I try not, I don't have that many habits, like, in in the morning. I try, like, to do something new. So, like, this month, I'm doing the physical fitness test every day. So, I'm, like, running a mile and a half, doing sit-ups, push-ups. Like the presidential
0: fitness, physical fitness test from high school, uh, (laughs) elementary school? No way. But
1: now it's a mile and a half when you're older.
0: It's a mile and a half when you're older. No way.
1: Yeah. So, that's my, You're doing the
0: same test every day? Every
1: day for a month. And then, like, next month, I'll try something different. Oh. So...
0: Where did that start?
1: I was just in not so great shape, and I was like...
0: No, but I mean the habit of trying something every month. Is it always physical fitness oriented? No. Okay.
1: Just learning, like yeah. I'm trying, to, I, I get too bored doing the same thing, like, yep. like routine isn't necessarily for mm-hmm. me. So I need to try something different. So it's like, oh, if I can do something for a month, at least it gives me, I can get somewhat good at whatever yes. I'm doing, yeah, like yeah. if I would, like okay, every morning I might play the guitar for next month, like that might oh. be my thing, and like okay, I could, Probably learn Jingle Bells yeah. <laughs> by then if I if I practice that once a month. I don't need to be an expert at it, but I could like yeah. be enough to be dangerous.
0: Right, but what I think is so cool about it is for someone who is living in training and development. Yeah. You are forcing yourself to be in the beginner's mindset every month. Right. Which is like I I don't think a concept I realized I was exploiting purposefully, but like I've always been someone that's like loves to pick up new hobbies. Yeah. and be like dumbfounded about how people make it look so simple and I can barely tie so, this fishing knot for this, you know, hook. And it's like, good God, this is embarrassing, you yeah. know, kind of thing. But I think that's probably really healthy in your profession specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I bet it weaves its way into the way you design things because you're like, oh, well, how would someone look at this? If what? they
1: had never looked at it before. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A few other like, That's a vendors. weird daily
0: routine, by the way. And weird in a good way. That's cool that you pick up something new every month. That's yeah. awesome. Before your kids get up?
1: Well, no, cause that's, you know, between 5.30 and 6.00. Yeah, that's impossible though. at this point. Okay, <laughs> that's totally fair. So yeah, but, and it's honestly been easier with COVID because you don't have to, like yeah. you're not commuting you every can do day. It whenever you want. So my morning, I, I've gotten an hour back in a, into every morning. Okay. So that's kinda nice.
0: Now when you were at, like the whole, you mentioned the wedding planner, then to the construction company when you moved to Massachusetts? What prompted the move to Mass, uh, God's country?
1: I was living in God's <laughs> country, don't you remember? In the middle of nowhere, upstate New York. Um, I moved to Boston kind of on a whim. After college, oh, okay. didn't, I had a job doing weddings and events yeah. and was like, eh, like, this is fun, but I kind of want to move into a city and see something different. Okay. And so moved with two of my good friends. One one moved back home a year after we moved here and the other one is moving to Hopkinton in a few days. Oh, that's
0: right. That's yeah, right. So. What a wild that's wild. Yeah. Um, did you when you first took the role, like how did you get into HR and training and development?
1: So I went to college for marketing, for yep. Business. Um, and when I moved to Boston I went to a staffing agency. Was, okay. That's always a great yeah. place to if you're moving, yeah. a great place to find work. It is. Uh, The best place (laughs) (laughs) might be biased, but truly it worked out for me. So, just a hair. Um, and and took on like random odd jobs where they would need like a contract hire for a week or three months or something. And so, yeah, um, I moved here in October, and by January, I I Suffolk Construction was is the construction company, Mm -hmm. uh, and I they needed an L and D coordinator role. And when I talked to them, I was like, well, I want to get into marketing, but they have a marketing department. You know, I'll just, I'll yeah. do this L and D role. I'm pretty sure I can like organization well, skills right. I can do because I just planned people's weddings and stuff. And so I'll, I'll do L and D for a year and then I'll, I'll hopefully move over to marketing. And uh, I've never left.
0: That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I love that. And um, d- I really
0: like When that. were you in that role at Suffolk and like, wow, I gotta keep doing this because i'm sure the first couple of months you're like all right just keep keep your head above water and then i'm going to go to marketing
1: yeah no i don't i guess i don't know that's cool. a good question cool. um i i probably even thought like when i'm when i left and went to tripadvisor that eventually i might get out um, oh, okay. but then like as you're continuing on you're like no I, I if i were to leave what would i miss about this role and and doing this and um for me, learning and development, like you get to see people's growth and you get to see kind of those light bulb moments, which was kind of cool. Okay. Uh, you get to interact with everybody in an organization versus maybe a small group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know when that when that happened, but I continually kept growing and get kept getting opportunities to create programs and yeah. build on them and seeing what that was about was kind of cool
0: and then you just kind of picked your head up one day and you're like whoa but doing this for a while yeah yeah and i like it yeah yeah that's cool oh uh, yeah i think uh i don't think my experience is actually too different i don't think there was any moment where i was like staffing is for me the right. rest of my life but i think you pick your head up like wow pretty good at this yeah I'm engaged i like what i do I like who i work with yeah yeah
1: i like going to work every day yeah i mean like i like the challenges that's those the are fun battle. did you think yeah. you
0: would say that at 18 like honestly when you were cleaning out stalls
1: no, because the I thought RC. I was going to be a horse jockey. That was my did, yeah. oh,
0: that was the career you aspired <laughs> yes, to be. But
1: I was as I'm five two right now, yeah. and I'm too tall to be a horse jockey. Along with they don't make it. Very
0: so did you money. grow up like in a horse racing community too?
1: No. Okay. No, it was like I, I jumped. I'm it was so like far. equestrian. Okay. I think most of the racing, is, I don't know this, yeah. but I'm assuming is more like down south. Yep. Um, whereas. Where
0: they're not racing in the snow half the year. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, cool. So you wanted to be But yeah, a... I
1: was like I was devastated when I found out at like 11, 12 that I was too tall. So how like, tall do
0: you have to be to be a jockey?
1: I think under five foot. And you gotta be wow. you have to be really thin. You gotta like less the less weight that they have to carry the faster they'll go. Yeah.
0: Oh that's wild. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> I can't wait to bring this up. We've had a few cocktails on a Saturday awesome. night with our families. But do you guys know still wants to be a jockey? And my son's going to be like, what is that? Yeah, not a disc jockey. Not a, yeah, right, not a disc jockey. Um, what was it like? Can I ask what it was like to work with John Fish? Did you get an opportunity to work hand in hand with him? Or is he kind of... Yeah. So for those people who don't know, because I never knew who John Fish was until I started... Really going to BC CEO Club events. And it was like Bob Kraft, you know, Charlie Baker, John, like the who's who of Boston is there. And I was yeah. like, who is that guy? And I was like, he owns Suffolk Construction." And I was like, I just think because I grew up close to Boston, everything was Suffolk this and Suffolk that. It was Suffolk down. It's like, I didn't realize that Suffolk Construction was massive until like, you know, I'm 28 years old. with My head screwed on straight. Finally, and I'm like, oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's so huge. And yeah. it's in Boston. This guy's like a pretty normal guy. From the outside, it, but I've heard, I've heard he's an incredible person to work for and with because he's incredibly demanding. I mean that company yeah. has grown, insanely. Uh,
1: yes. So when I started there, it was in January of two thousand and ten. Um, I want to say okay. that they maybe had seven hundred and fifty people as a company. Okay. Um, multiple different offices. I did go to their, I went to their DC office, their Florida office, and their California office. Okay. Um, I think. so their DC office might be closed now, but they have opened a plethora of others okay. since that time frame. Um, he was always someone that usually, he was the first one at the office, probably mm. around 4 a.m. and yeah. probably one of the last people to leave. Wow! From a learning and development perspective, I always found it incredible that like, people went to the learning and development courses because oftentimes John would show up at the class mm. a few minutes late and he would ask for the list of attendees that had signed up, Mm. and if they weren't there, he would get on the phone and call them. Ah. And so you didn't want that phone call to be like, you're Ah. late to a training, I'm paying for this, Like, this is important to me, I wanna make sure that you are taking advantage of of this, why aren't you here? Mm. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, for those of people that don't know, he yeah. grew up with dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And so, like, training and development was really important to him because he wanted to grow. And you would never know in a million years that this was something that he struggled with at any point in his career. Um,
0: Interesting.
1: But, you know, learning and development was very – I think he, they had a learning and development department before they had an HR department. Oh, um, because he just wow they, he focused and wanted to make sure that his employees had those opportunities right from the beginning. Mm. That's um, cool. And then I would say the other thing was that, like on a quarterly basis, they would have town hall meetings in the in the uh, entrance of the the building, which is in like, yeah Roxbury. Uh, and I would say that I would leave those meetings as kind of a young professional. I would want to run back to my desk. Mm. That's how motivational I felt that he was at wow. that time. That I would like, I was like wanting to run back to work and hear, like, what can I do to help make the impact of this organization? Mm. So for me, it was, I, I found those very motivational. Others might say made to say otherwise, yeah. but that was like, it, it as spoke an, to you. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: How often was he doing those? Quarterly. On a quarterly basis. Yeah. That's yeah. Sweet.
1: And I would, I remember um, the, I guess he would be like the COO at the time or president of the Northeast office, like, you know, John had said something at some point of like, you know what keeps me up at night? He's like, the excitement of coming to work in the morning. I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah. And then and then the president, after like, you know, John keeps speaking, the president comes up afterwards. He's like, you know what keeps me up in, at night? That guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> so true. You're like, oh, yeah. It's that, so true. Well,
0: a, a mutual connection who we won't name, but that you introduced me to that worked with him. Yeah. Used to just tell me war stories of being like on his plane with John. Yeah. Coming back, and John's been up since 4 a.m., and they're going somewhere or flying back from something, and he's like, I couldn't stay awake, but I couldn't fall asleep because John would be like, why are you sleeping? Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. We've been up for like 20 hours. <laughs> there's, there's more opportunities. <laughs> there's, there's, more, there's more in the he's day. He's just squeezing everything he can out of that orange. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So you, you do the whole... Downsize to the smaller company so you're not traveling, but like what is the impetus to be like, "Mm, I'm gonna go out on my own. Because I I think as a fan of Gary Vee online, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm not sure if you know. I'd follow Gary Vee if you get a chance. He's a savage. Uh, But he's really, I'd say at this point, would you describe him almost like as as an entrepreneurial role model? I think that's like a fair way to kind of describe him. I mean, he's got a number of businesses and stuff, um, but I think being an entrepreneur is sexy in 2020 like I think people think it's cool to have your own business or go out on your own, and you chose to do so like what was that a
1: kind of crazy time yeah like <laughs> I, like I think there's something in that
0: story yeah. that's what I was eager when I thought about
1: yeah you know, so I actually so invited in the
0: podcast it was likeKrista was like, well, she runs her own business and she's young, and like with a young family, it's like not like it,
1: yeah
0: it didn't I don't know like what was the impetus between yeah, that takes some uh, grit, I would say, Thanks. and some risk-taking. Like that's cool.
1: So, so I left Suffolk, went to Tripadvisor, left Tripadvisor, and went to Delbrook, this yes. small company. Yes. Um, and when I interviewed at that small company, a part of me, like when I was interviewing, I wasn't thinking I was going to leave Tripadvisor, but I was like, oh, like yeah. they're, you know, they're 120 people. They're not going to need a full-time person. Um, I'll go and I'll, I'll interview, and I maybe we'll provide them with some suggestions or tips on what yeah. how they can do L and D or maybe provide them with some vendors that I would recommend to get a couple programs up and running. Um, And that was kind of like my first thought of like, Oh, maybe I could even consult with them on the side. Mm. Then turns out I worked full time for them for four years. So I take that out of the mix. They obviously were able to utilize the full time person and, and ended up hiring a second person on the team Mm. as they grew. Um, But as the company, like a part of that mindset was kind of always in the back of my mind was like, You know, could I potentially do this? You know, Mm. for smaller companies and and help them out Mm. and kind of do my own thing. Uh, And so, Delbrook has, You know, they're they're not growing as much. They grew quite extensively for the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. and now they're kind of slowing down their growth. So there's not as many new hires. There's always a lot of training that you have to focus on for new hires in any Mm -hmm. industry. Yes. Um, But there's so
0: much more safety going on in construction.
1: Correct. Yeah that,
0: yeah, that rigor is.
1: Um, and but then there was also a lot of the programs were in a in a pretty good place and maybe just needed to be fine tu- tuned fine tuned and mm-hmm. maybe an extra program here or there. But for the most part, the the like overall learning and development was was set up and set in stone and it was in a good place. Or I, so I felt. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just you know was getting to this point of like, I I really like building things from scratch. The excitement once things are kind of up and running and doing well, I get bored and I'm on to something. Well, where
0: else. did you learn that? Where did you mm-hmm. learn that it, that takeaway of I like the building from scratch and I get bored when it's up and running? Was that at TripAdvisor?
1: Probably, or, or as... probably a TripAdvisor because so I started there as the number two person in L and D. Yeah. So we got to create a lot of programs, get them up and running. Um, then I had a few people that worked for me. I had three people, and like mm-hmm. once they were up and running, I was like. Like so you, this, was, this was true
0: <laughs> self-awareness, though, on your part. You weren't, like, getting feedback, being like, you know, Krista,
1: you no, kind of get
0: disengaged when things are up and running.
1: I, I didn't get that feedback. However, I kind of knew that because um, I, I haven't, an, and I know that, that you all use the tool Predictive Index. Oh, right. So I have, like, a yeah. love affair for Predictive Index and DISC and Myers-Briggs, and, yeah. Briggs, like, any of those tools. And the first time I took mine... Uh, was was disc and so this your C yes. as like compliance and conscientious yeah. is like rules and like yeah. if you really enjoy the rules in the process Mine's Mine was like so at the low. bottom yeah. of Yeah. <laughs> We're at the same rules. place. I so was like <laughs> better beg for forgiveness yeah. and ask for permission. Yeah. There's a yeah. thing <laughs> for, for you. Yeah. Um and so that like kind of continued to Reiterate yeah. as like a new program was coming, and then I would just like once it was up and running, I would just send it over. That like, oh, that's probably why hmm. I do this because I'm bored and I want to yeah. see something new and exciting.
0: And so this was your opportunity to keep doing that at different places.
1: Yeah, Oh, that's um, cool. And then in addition, you know, uh, I started helping Delbrook write grants for, with the state um, mm. for training. And we like it was the prior to I had used a vendor and didn't really love that process. So it was like, you know what, I'm gonna try and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked and, yeah. and it was like, oh my goodness, there's so much money that we can provide for small companies to be able to like really build up like a full training program mm-hmm. and make it pretty great by utilizing some state funds. So then I was like, other people would reach out and they would hear that I had done this and they're like, hey, can you help me write the grant? I was like, sure, Like, what are your business needs? Mm-hmm. And so like that kind of also just, came into this whole thing of like hey this is a great way to help small businesses it was pretty awesome to see the small business side and and some of the really cool things that you get to be a part of and and maybe I could make this a, a real yeah thing. that's so
0: cool that you did it though <laughs> I mean, it still takes a lot of confidence to do it it seemed like the launching point from Delbrook made it um, yeah a size that you felt like you could attack like yeah. the way that relationship sort of—I don't want to say ended, but weaned down. Yeah, and I'm
1: still working with yeah, them, so it's you know down. it's yeah. all all still good stuff. Um, but it felt like they were they were at a good place, so I went I went from like five days down to four days mm-hmm. down to two days, and now just consulting every here here right. and there. Oh, that's um, cool. So it was great, and also like a good opportunity that you know if you have those relationships with companies that they're willing to kind of have, if they, if you can at a company, like, oh, can you go down in those increments so that it's not just like a,
0: you're right? here like, on Friday and then
1: you're gone. Cause that could disrupt everything. the company as a whole, let Especially alone small individuals. Companies. Yeah. It,
0: do you find that all of the things you thought about business? And I mean, like in terms of that, the black and white of your employment relationship or, um, just things of that tenor. That like for me I assumed that things were very black and white and that's been the coolest part about small business. Is like, no, there's always you can do it, yeah. things your own way, kinda. Yeah. You know, like I think that's what has kept me the most engaged is I don't feel like there's this bureaucratic
1: Right. Red tape.
0: Red tape to yeah. deal with everything and you know, check a box. So that's cool that it kinda you can really make your own way. Right. When you think about it. But I but it's not no one's in college. Be like, I can't wait to work for a small business.
1: No, <laughs> and you go to the career fairs, right. and they're like these huge companies, huge companies, and you're, you know, going against hundreds of people. I
0: feel like one important point to make of the story you just told, because when when were you when did you leave? Do you have an about year you, know, you left TripAdvisor and went to Delbrook?
1: 2016. I was six months pregnant, which yes. is also so a you weird know exactly. Thing. Yes, yeah. because the fact that they hired me yeah, six were months pregnant. Yeah. I, the reason I said, like, I'm taking a risk because I, you know, and yeah. some people had said I was career suicide yeah. and I was like, listen, I'm willing to take a risk on them because they're willing to take a risk on me. Right. Being six months pregnant, they're gonna have, I'm gonna work there for three months and then I'm gonna go on maternity for three months. Like, right. not many companies are gonna do that. But you that.
0: always could have said no. You always could have not taken the job. That's you had, you had I, I actually
1: told them, I interviewed, they offered, I said, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, oh. And then.
0: They pursued And you. then a
1: month later, I was like, kept thinking about it and so mm. I was like, Hey, is that opportunity still available? Mm. And they were like, Yes.
0: Also something that doesn't happen a lot of the big business.
1: Correct.
0: From my experience. I mean it happens, but it's like is the rec approved and did we fill it? And is there a budget? You know, it's much yeah. much I don't more, even yeah. Is procurement involved? Right. right? It's like, I mean like, when
1: I got the job description it was like there was chicken scratch on it. It wasn't even fully created. They asked me if like there was other pieces that I should add to it. Like mm-hmm. they're like those yes. are, that's kind of cool things yes. that you get to be a part of versus just like, no, this is what your roles and responsibilities are. Right. This is who you're going to report to. Well, the reason I ask
0: you the time is that 2016 was like great economy, great uh, great job market, mm-hmm. really a candidate-driven job market um, at the time, right? You had m- candidates you w- Candidates happy. would have multiple offers as opposed to. Right now, yeah. right, candidates are friends yeah, for I didn't, similar jobs.
1: I didn't like reach out. I wasn't interested. Right. I Got a phone call, so right. as you're saying. That but I think
0: sense. in my experience, like when people are like, how help me? I'm looking for a new job. Like I think because of the profession I'm in, I get a lot of uh, people sitting around on their Sunday barbecues. Like I know a staffing guy. Give this smart guy a call, right? So my Mondays are filled with, which I love. I think it's actually it's really helped me being like, how would I look at it from a different perspective? But there's so many people that won't take the job interview. Like, in your situation at TripAdvisor, why would I go interview at Delbrook? Yeah. I don't even think I want it. And you're like, well, maybe I'll go give them some tips and tricks yeah. to help them. Right. And it's like, look what it became. Right. And I think that if you're, like, a, if you're like looking for any job, never mind what age you are, I think when you're young, it's specifically something you should take advantage of because you have no network.
1: It's also good, like, if we're talking about learning, practice. it's good practice, practice. right? Yeah. It's just like... Take the ones that you don't like first.
0: And it's so <laughs> simple, but people don't do it. Yeah. If people don't do it, I don't know if it's a laziness thing or a fear factor but it's like I think um it's funny I was I was consulting with someone the other day and they were like asking me you know why I'm here and why you chose that kind of stuff and it's like man it's all who you know and just you gotta you gotta get in a room with someone and feel the vibe of what they're doing because people are the companies are just built of little of little people that make a big company right everyone's <laughs> right. everyone's putting their everyone's shoes on trying. one day at yeah. a time right. one shoe at a time I mean so i think that's a really important point like when we're talking about beers and careers it's like take your take yeah. your coffees take your yeah. interviews
1: and honestly as you like if you look back so 4 years ago that yes. probably wasn't a career suicide for me that was oh. actually like the stepping off point as you said to Launching. Being able to do my own thing, which is pretty cool.
0: Well, and that experience gave you the confidence to do it. You're right. like, well, I've done this now from the ground up. Right. I know. Well, it. and if
1: I had stayed at a bigger company, there's not, there's no reason, like, there's plenty of people that are at big companies that are not, not great at what they do, but they're right. just somehow like continually right. pushed along. Yes. Um, you know, the opportunity to kind of stay small, you kind of have to continually do the stuff, mm-hmm. do yes. the work. Yeah. And some people, you know, that's not for them, but
0: yeah
1: you know for others it is yes so it, it's like kept me relevant versus like seeing things yeah you like still practice you still get to play yeah. the yeah yeah yeah
0: do you through your career has, has there been any opportunities you've regretted passing up along the way
1: um i don't really have many regrets i don't think so cool that's awesome. Um, it's always been hard for me to leave. I've, I've, I've yeah, <laughs> fears and careers that every, every time I've left a company, I've probably cried leaving because the of people. the people that yeah. you meet and the relationships that you build. It was like, this is a, and I, this was a part of my life that I'm now leaving. That, that goes to a kind of change management of like, mm. okay, this is an easier change management because, like, on this day I was working there and the next day I'm not. That's yeah. the change yeah. of like, okay, I bought a new house. I'm right. used to drive that to that house and now, like, tomorrow I'm not driving to that house anymore. Whereas most change, it's like
0: a little more, t- yeah, yeah,
1: and like it's a little bit more of a gray area, yeah. Um,
0: like it was at Delbrook, right? Like you're, in, like you're right, in Delbrook which is day. like
1: kind of you know a weirder transition, but it helps you kind of get to go through all of the emotions more slowly and figure things out versus like nope yeah. this is today's a day
0: so you being in the business of helping people learn yeah right like, yeah. let's synthesize it yeah what's been the most surprising thing you've learned about people um, or upsetting or just remarkable whatever wherever you want to go with that there's no agenda here we're yeah. drinking hard seltzers on a Tuesday
1: <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of the, the day. Of day. <laughs> I get paid for this. <laughs> um, I think for me that everybody always has a chance to learn. Like no matter mm. where you are in your career, as long as you're open to learning. Right. And you, even if you're not, there's some people that are going to go, you know, I think there's like different types of learners. You have the prisoners that are like trapped in here right now you've Mm -hmm. got the people that are like oh this is awesome on my vacation like yes let me just take this as a time not to work and then you have the the people who really want to be there and learn and i think you still have an opportunity with the prisoners and the vacationers of like like as a as a facilitator they've got this chance to try and hit on something that like perks up their ears and gets them them thinking Mm. um about doing something in a different way than they've always done it
0: Has it changed your viewpoint on, like, um, whether, uh, you know, I'm in sales and leadership, and there's always been the, you know, he's a born salesperson or a born leader. Like, do you feel like that stuff is innate, or do you feel like it's more learned, or like, has your your opinion on those subjects changed, or or maybe been rattled over time? Yeah,
1: so, I mean... One, you and I are reading a book kind of on yes, that right now. Yes. So there's some. Why value is there. talent
0: overrated? Yeah.
1: Um, oh, but man, then it I also goes. That's
0: by Jeff something. Corbin. He's a fortune editor. Jeff Corbin, I think. I'll look or that James up. James Corbin? Maybe? I'll look it up. Okay. I think James Corbin sings like uh, in the car with the kids. Oh, he's karaoke? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, you know, once again, going back to like a disc behavioral profile, like there's you know, a stereotypical salesy. So there are people that you're like, oh, this is, they were born this way. And they have, like, their parts about their behaviors that automatically make them that way. But at the same time, I think if you, like, for me, I am not a data-driven person. I'm not a Mm -hmm. rules person. But with learning and development, you have to often make sure that you're measuring things and make sure that there is a process. Like, you kind of have to have some of those. So, so watching people become successful, that that wasn't their, if Mm. I'm gonna use like their behavioral profile, it's almost more exciting, because it shows that like anybody can- Adapt. Can adapt, Yeah. um, if they're willing, and if they acknowledge that that might be a weak point of theirs, they can focus on it more.
0: Mm. No, it's pretty cool. I mean, the book is Talent is Overrated, what really separates world-class performers from everybody else, and it's by Jeffrey Colvin. Oh, wow. We were close, ish, right? Uh, ish. Swanson. Swanson, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm eighty-five percent of the way through the book now. Yeah. It's been a slog of a read, actually. It's one of those books that kind of sucks, but you're like, shit, I know this is applicable to like I what I keep need to. Going yeah, it's I gotta like keep going. most books. If I'm not in by seventy pages, it's like, see you later, dude. Yeah. I don't have time for you, but this one's like, mm, I know this is going to be important, um, so I'm sucking it up and reading it along Same. the way. But the premise of the book is basically that. Right. How, how do you get better at things right? without, you know, and that the fact that the Tiger Woods of the world and the Mozarts actually aren't, um, they're not born with this unbelievable talent. Right. But their situations are geared towards success. And then their coaching and mentors around them are very, uh, I mean, I, th- I th- think
1: about like executive coaches yes. I and mean, like, like oh those God. are leaders and they still have this chance and like, three sixty reviews, executives yes. do those specifically so that they can see the areas that they like blind spots that they might have and focus on those. Mm. And so like, you know, you've got you've got leaders who have been in industries for twenty five years and mm-hmm. you've got like a leader that's gonna be hired that's never been in that industry before. Mm-hmm. And they can still be successful if they understand yes. Certain pieces and, premises. and that's pretty yeah. cool.
0: It is it is really cool. It's because they can jump. Right. Seriously, jump now. Do you? How do you have all this time to read all these books? When are you reading them?
1: Well, my commute used to be rather so long. So it was Audible. Yeah. So okay. Audible was a big was cool. a big sale. Yeah. A hit for me. Now okay. that I'm not driving, Audible Audible is not so good. I would fall asleep if I had to listen. Just like.
0: Do you three. find that you have trouble um, making it through the same volume of books?
1: No, because now I feel like I have. You know. Before, I don't know if the commute alone was, was just exhausting. And so I would get home and you'd do your kind of regular chores and mm-hmm. throughout the day and then you'd be exhausted and I would like yeah like go to bed. I, my head would hit the pillow and I'd be asleep. Whereas now, I feel like wh- whether it's because I have that extra two to three hours in the day to do other stuff mm-hmm. rather than commuting um, or like that process doesn't exhaust me as much, I, I stay up later.
0: Ah, interesting. Um,
1: so I have more and like when I go to sleep I might not, not be fully tired and I might just be like, oh, I'm going to I've a got reason. three books on my bedside table ah. I might as well pick one
0: up." Yeah, my wife is so pissed about my book buying habit. It's like, <laughs> "You didn't read the next one." It's like, "Well, I'm going to get to them and I know I need to read all of these ones." Uh, I've not You know what? I've learned I about... have a lot
1: a library, so if Do you, you want to I should yeah. probably
0: go there first before I just keep hammering the Amazon. Yeah, that's um good ones. Jeff Bezos. Uh, I've noticed I live two different lives, a winter life and a summer life. And I feel like in the summertime, I can't read. It's like, and it, and it mainly is social. Yeah. It's okay. like, you know, the random Wednesday night and everyone's in the neighborhood and now we're all of a sudden, yeah. we're all barbecuing and, and like three we're going to bed to at pass. nine and right. I'm not going to I I can't get into that mode of like, I'm going to read. And then in the wintertime, it's like. I don't, I don't, that's my dog, by the way, first podcast, and he farted, good Lord, it was horrible before. I didn't smell it. Um, yeah. Thank God. Safe I would have you. been
1: like, Mark. Hmm.
0: First on beers and careers, um, but I find like in the summertime, I, I'm, I'm doing more of this. I'm having a, a few more cocktails once in a while in the wintertime. It's like, I don't drink at all because, yeah. it, because for me, it's social. Like I'm not the kind of guy who has like a glass of wine with dinner. It just hasn't been, I just haven't been that way. So I like read and that's like my training and then the summertime yeah. it's like it let it rip. So I keep looking at those books well, being you're, like this winter.
1: <laughs> in the winter you're, you're book learning. And yeah. in the summer you're golf learning. I am golf, learning. golf I am, learning. I am I got it. yeah, I got. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get better at that. Yeah. Exactly. By delivering practice. Is being spent. It yeah. is.
0: It is. Absolutely. Sure it's paying is. off. Yeah. It's paying off. So
1: rather than a monthly a monthly learn like I have. Yes. You've got like I've a got, six month. I've got
0: the time uh frame. I've got two seasons, cold and warm. And that's <laughs> how I that's how I do it. Yeah. Um, do you, would you suggest, like, as someone who um, – like, I love how you started the newsletter at Davis. You send out, like, the suggested books to read. Do you have, like – I'm hoping, I've always hoped that people that listen to this podcast would be, like, a lot of high school and college students potentially looking for the next step or people looking to make uh, career transitions or changes – do you have a couple books or resources maybe that you would suggest or point people to to help from a inspirational mentorship because I've personally found a lot of mentorship from mentors I've never met. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, in some ways some of my like the books that I would recommend aren't even about business. Yeah. Um like there's a book Happy City okay. and it talks about just like the cool. idea of, taking notes, by the way. of walkable of walkable towns mm. and the value that they have on your life and your happiness and all of these kind of things. And so, in all honesty, the house that I live in now is close to the center of town. Right, so I can walk yes. there and bike there, and you know, I can bike to your house, and I, I do often. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nice to live um, downtown. And and that there's a lot of value there, mm. and it's I think something that like if people think more about that versus like the suburban sprawl of just yes. like having to drive everywhere and how much that. Like the, the actual detriments that that bring about to a person's life. Yes. I find I found that book really interesting. Cool. Um, a walk, a random walk down Wall Street is another one around okay. like investing and saving money. And mm-hmm. so once again, not necessarily around.
0: That's a good that's business. A, that's a great topic. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad?
1: Uh, yeah, that's yeah. A, like yeah. another yeah. great one around kind of I saving see. more than you're spending. Yes. Like those are good things as as new college grads who have potentially a boatload of debt or, or not. Yeah. Like how can you, what are some things that you can try and do to kind of get out of that? And then I do think Atomic Habits would be on my like top, would be my top three because it's such I'm a good, that. it's such a good book about like small little habits that you can do that can change.
0: The ripple effect of yeah. compounding habits. Yeah. I, I, I think Atomic Habits for me is one of the most impactful books I've read maybe ever yeah, I would say I think about it all the time. That it's one of the
1: only newsletters that I was like. Yeah, that used to That guy James Clear. One
0: day we'll get James on the podcast. He's too big for us right now, but he's. I keep lo- emailing I it. I know, right? I love his uh, his messaging and the way he synthesizes those thoughts. If you if you get a chance, check that out. That three two one newsletter. Yeah. By James Clear, uh, five a.m. Club. I would say is the only other one I would throw in that
1: oh okay that's kind of I've never read that
0: one I, I, I found that I get way more out of personal development books than I do out yeah. of business books yeah um, mm-hmm. although once you get into business it's more fun to read business books it kind of is le- for me it's less they were less impactful until I had the experience of doing it because then it was I like, like oh I I didn't read be- a
1: business book until probably three or four <laughs> years ago and I'm like
0: c- I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that. I think I did I'm in the same boat. Like in the last five years I probably started. Yeah. And it did and I'm glad I waited.
1: And and not for nothing, but COVID allowed me to like go back to like some fiction and I was like, Oh Yeah. This is, this
0: I, is suck at I suck pretty good. I was sucking. I gotta get back into that too. My fiction is podcasts. Yeah. I think I just okay. that's my like when I yeah. get my fiction fix but Okay. Um I'm just thinking about my wife and all the fiction books she's reading, and uh, she's it, recommended a few to it's me. Insane. Them it's over. insane. It's insane. Um, cool. Thanks for sharing that, though, because I think yeah. people are always looking for like what's next. Yeah. Beyond like the Amazon recommended reading from the last right, book or, like four-hour
1: work week from like right I- Ferris.
0: I mean, it's great stuff, but
1: right,
0: um, which ones impact people? I think is the interesting. Yeah. What was the biggest thing you took out of Atomic Habits before I let you go?
1: Um, I I think like some of the things were even just fitness based. So there was like that one guy that just drove to the gym and back he like didn't actually step a Mm. foot in for like two weeks yes like that i I read a i read a quick article last a couple days ago around like routines versus practices Mm. and it kind of reminded me back to this that atomic habits of like you can wake up every day at 6 a.m that's a routine yeah but maybe every like every morning there's you, like, grab a cup of coffee, like, that might be a practice, like, there might Mm. be, there's something more about, like, that mindset of... Specific. Yeah, that, like, you're sitting there and you're drinking a cup of coffee and, like, you're gaining that caffeine or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, but that's more of a practice or, like, if you're into meditating or you, like, go for, you want some sort of physical fitness, like... There's there's a difference between routines and practices, mm-hmm. and and it's more important to create the practices in the mm. long run. There's another book. Mm. Um, I
0: get I like that.
1: I, I actually can't even remember the name of the book. I had the opportunity um, with with the, the learning and development world. There's a conference every February that is um, the Training Magazines Conference, and they had this guy David Eagleman okay. speak two years ago, and he has a couple of he's like a brain scientist. Oh. And his big thing is, like, about changing your routines, changing your uh. habits. And so, like, he'll take, he'll be, like, he, at the conference, he's like, all right, everybody, if you have a watch, take it off and put it on your other wrist. Right. People are, like, groaning, like, nobody, yeah. like, what a weird feeling that is. But it help, It actually, in his conversations, talks about, like, how it helped from um, dementia. Like, it, it mm. helps if you're, if you're continuing to do these Whoa. same routines they kind of go into whatever part of your brain and and people may not acknowledge that they have dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever because these habits they've been doing all the time and you just might not notice it. They're
0: in the background.
1: Right. Um, that's,
0: and his name is what?
1: David Eagleman. Yeah. He has a couple of books. I'm looking at, yeah, uh,
0: the one's called Incognito, The Brain, The Story of You. That's Some. the one
1: that I read. And Live I listened wires. to it via Audible. I don't recommend listening to it. <laughs> it is very scientific and really intense. Yeah. And, like, I had to continually be like, what did what did he just say? Like, that was a lot of information right, in that back. last sentence. So if I had it in as a book form, I would definitely highlight it. And, like, t- like after a sentence, I would probably be like, wow, that was yes. that was a lot. That was a lot to yeah, digest. But it was really, really cool.
0: That's cool. I'll uh, check so, that like, out. he
1: talks about like driving a different way to work and driving a different mm. way home. Not all the time, obviously, but like, you know, if you, when you're just driving the same way every day, you're, you're not even thinking. You're on autopilot, right. um, and right. so making your brain continually create these new neuron. Yeah, uh, it's chemicals. all about the chemicals you release Yeah. and when you release them. It's he was funny a cool guy. you said
0: that because I the podcast I was listening to last night had a guest on, and his name was Andrew Hubberman, and his. Um, he is a tenured professor at uh, Stanford in neurobiology, and the whole thing was about the plasticity of your brain as you get older and why it slows down and why you can't make changes, and then these are the things you can do to change it. So it's kind of like the Atomic Habits, like the yeah. cue, the reward, the response, all that stuff. But then like the science of why you're at, how it actually yeah. happens, and it was like, wow, this is really interesting. Talk cool. about it. I told people we'd nerd out for a while on this thing. <laughs> I knew that would happen. You weren't lying. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Was there anything you wanted to share?
1: Um, I just think, you know, in terms of, like, for the career changers, of the yeah. life, I think it's important to focus on your weak spots. Mm. Figure out what they are. Yeah. Ask ask your mentors, ask yeah. your managers, ask your coworkers, ask your friends. Like, what do I suck at? Like, yeah. be honest and open with me. Like, I need to know this. And what, what could I work on? And then, like... Spend put put ta- reminders in your calendar. Like do whatever you can to focus on those things mm-hmm. because I think that that will make you better in yeah. every in every and like more marketable from a career perspective. Um, you're acknowledge. I mean, that's like the the silly like if you're thinking about like interview questions and it's like oh like you know. Mm. where can you improve whatever the the, like random interview question is that everybody always tries to like make it into a positive like oh I'm Mm -hmm. too detail oriented right
0: right yeah nobody's I'm so good at hitting quota it's annoying (laughs) 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 yeah like
1: like like truly like accept like okay I suck at this and how can I like I need to get better and then and maybe even asking like what can or researching like there's an Plenty of information out there on how you can get better at anything.
0: Pretty much anything. And yeah. I would say, I'd take it even one step further, I think people should make that part of their life. Like, even when things are going well. Right. And you're not yeah. looking for a new job. Like, right. just get used to give, people giving you critical feedback. Right. I uh,
1: I mean, if, like, you, I, I don't have siblings. And I yeah. was, like, adamant that I wanted my kids to have siblings. Or my one child before, and that was yeah. Um Like Like, with your brother... Yes. you would happily give him feedback.
0: Oh, too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like...
0: Today, but if, on if, the phone this as morning. As a company,
1: <laughs> you would hope that you have, like, a, and that's kind of the love that yes. you get at these small companies, yes. that you build these relationships, that they're truly a part of your family, mm. that anybody would give you kind of the shitty feedback that you might need, mm-hmm. and you know that they're doing it out of love and, like, yes. and respect for you, and not because they want to put you down in it.
0: 100% And that's but if why If you can like
1: accept that
0: Then I I uh, God I'm so grateful for the feedback I've gotten throughout the years Like I just it was thinking Like when you were saying that just digesting it And being like Man I've changed so much And I've eliminated So much of my day to day Because Someone was like Mark you suck at that Yeah And you hate it And you're just doing it Because it makes Everyone else happy it's like why you did It's like oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for releasing me from this prison. i been well, in this mental prison. And
1: I think there's like, especially like a young career at the, the, you know you're new to your career. You have to do a lot of the grunt work. Like you don't yes. get to do all the exciting stuff.
0: Oh, exactly.
1: And they're like they're always like oh I want to be a manager because then I can make all my, my yeah. minions do the work. So well, like no. you have no you do no, more. You, yeah, and, you do and, and, more and you're not going to be a sometimes manager. Sometimes you get paid less. Right. Yeah. And nobody's going to want you to be a manager if you can't do the stuff that oh, they're yeah. going to be doing. Like, you have to go through that and learn how to do that stuff and be kind of good at it to yes. then become not a leader, but a manager.
0: I'm the last year at the executive retreat, although probably I'm probably supposed to keep this confidential, but it's feedback for me, so I can share it. I'll be vulnerable. They, uh, uh, one of the feedback I got from our CFO, and it was awesome, she was like, I just feel like you're not a good trainer but you're a good coach. And then she went on and explained what she meant.
1: Great feedback. And at the
0: beginning, I was like, fuck, that sucks to hear. <laughs> like, I grew up coaching people and, yeah. and, and, like, and like teaching hockey camp and stuff. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, I'm really... I don't have patience for that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really don't. Like, I love to hear about someone's situation and help navigate that. Yeah. But I don't want to do blocking and tackling. Yeah. And when she's... And so I, like, remember that week we yeah. were up there... Even being at dinner that night, being like, damn, I really suck at training people. Like, <laughs> I, like I've been training everybody yeah. in the sales force, right? It's like, eh. probably
1: not. Not, probably that not well, not that well, right?
0: <laughs> and, just, and then, like, getting through that and then applying what you said right. in my job. And I but you had to, here, like, let it sit in. You oh, had to let it sink in for oh, a little. Oh, and fester. Like, and I had to go through the whole growth thing of being like, man, you really do suck. Like, in yeah. your drive, it's a two-hour drive from home from the exec retreat in the mountains of New Hampshire alone. I'm like, I do suck at that. You know, like, and, right. and you leave those retreats with the same feeling you said you left your town hall. It's like, I can't wait to get back to the office yeah. and work because now I know what I need to do. and yeah. on. But I sit here a year later having delegated a lot of the stuff that I used to have to do around that. Right. And I'm so much calmer. And so much more in a flow state as opposed to, like, doing things that are, I don't want to say outside of my comfort zone, but outside of, like, my good operating zone.
1: Yeah. And and, and I think that there's value in both. Like, you can either accept that, like, okay, that's not an area I'm good at and I don't think it makes sense for me to become good at that. yes, yes. Or that's not an area I'm good at but there's huge value for the organization yes, if for me I get, me if to I get, get good, good at, yeah. at
0: that. Yeah, exactly. And like, you got to like, make those decisions with the people that give you that feedback. Correct. Because I pushed back, and I was like, well, you don't want me training people? And they're like, well, I think you're just robbing people of opportunities to do it, and you need <laughs> to be focused on X, Y, and Z, right. which is your job. And it's like, okay, right? I'm just young and an idiot and not looking at it that way. And it's like, oh, thank you for all this yeah. feedback. But I don't think people get enough feedback. Yeah. Because I think we live in a nerfed world. It's like everyone's afraid to We're too to afraid like, to yeah. give the real so feedback. So get feedback Ask from your peers. It. Ask for it. Krista, thank Mark. you for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Much appreciated. For those – Krista um, briefly talked about grant writing. She's phenomenal at it. You can get her contact details. We'll post your contact details or, like, a way to get a hold of you in the podcast notes. But if you reach out to Beers and Careers, we can connect you with Krista if you're at all interested in uh, grant writing as it pertains to training and development, or just training and development programs from uh, soup to nuts. Yeah. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. Bye. Bye.